All right, welcome everybody back to Unquestionable with Calvin Smith. I'm your host, Calvin, and uh, I'm really excited to have you guys back again today, and I have a whole lot to go over with this very special guest that I have today. Um, I've been growing listeners, and it's really thanks to you guys listening to the show that I'm able to continue doing the show at all. Um, and ever since I launched on YouTube, too, I've been you know really growing as far as views go and subscribers, so thank you guys. I, I really do appreciate it. And uh, once again, before I get started, check out my social media. Check me out, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Discord, obviously YouTube. I'm pretty much on all social media platforms. So find the show there. I'll leave all the links for that in the description of the episode. But um, yeah, that's all I wanted to go over real quick as far as like a little intro. Um, I want to get into the special guest that I have tonight. I have my old high school friend and classmate um and the winner of the t-shirt from the t-shirt contest on instagram i think it was earlier in august that i announced it and then it was towards the end that i uh selected a winner and bridget uh was the winner of the t-shirt so welcome thank you for the shirt i love it absolutely i'm glad that it fit too because that was the thing is that i only got them in mediums so i was like oh man i don't know who's gonna win i don't know like if it's gonna be too small or too big or I don't know. I was, so I was worried about it. So I'm glad that yeah. whether it's too small or too big on you, I'm glad that you're making it work. <laughs> it's, it's really good, which I was surprised about because some mediums, they, they run a little small. Right. Right. Exactly. That's what I was scared of too. Plus I think it says it's like pure cotton or something. So that's, um, that was something I was a little worried about. And my shirt kind of shrunk up a little bit after I washed it the first time so I was like yeah it's okay um but yeah I figured if it didn't fit I was I, I probably would have gotten another shirt anyways but who, who am I kidding but <laughs> anyways, thanks for participating in it uh to begin with you're one of only a couple people that uh, participated so um yeah for those listening if you're following me on Instagram you can win a chance uh, at possibly being a guest on the show winning some merch come on guys why wouldn't you want to do it right <laughs> Um, so Bridget, I wanted to have you on today because you, you mentioned, I was going to invite you on as a guest, um, more than likely anyways, after you won the shirt. Um, but you kind of suggested it before I even got the chance to, and you suggested the topic, the Michigan dog man. And that really, as soon as you said that, I was like, yes, because that's something that I have always been super interested in ever since I was maybe eight or nine years old, somewhere around there is when I first heard about it. And uh, yeah, so I'm super excited to dive into some of the theories and stuff like that with you. I didn't even hear about it until like fairly recently. I didn't even know that it was a thing, but I knew about like other cryptids, like Bigfoot, obviously, and like the Chupacabra and other sorts of stuff. Okay. So, so you, you like just recently learned about dog, man. It's within like, probably like within the past year or so. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. Okay, cool. Um, have you done like any of your own research on Dogman? Did you like just kind of come across it, you know, in like a Facebook post or something and then just kind of say, Ooh, that's cool. Or did, did, have you researched it? Um, so I've heard it mentioned in like other podcasts talking about different sorts of cryptids. So I listened to a podcast by, uh, the haunted, Uh, Michigan podcast I believe is what it was and they did a really good story on uh, the Michigan dog man and I kind of just like researched some of the stories myself to see like what's out there and to get more information on it right right interesting okay so uh, I guess on a scale from zero to 100 percent 
like how sure are you like 100% being there is no doubt in my mind dog man is walking around he's hooting and hollering out in the woods and zero being there is no fucking idea there's no dog man um where would you be on the scale from zero to 100% so uh in terms of it being like a dog man I would say like mm, 70% I really don't think that it, it is like an actual like dog or wolf type person i believe that there's an explanation for what these people are seeing okay interesting interesting so if i'm being honest with myself where i put myself on the zero to 100 percent scale i mean i'm obviously i'm obviously not at 70 um let's be honest here um i would say i mean i'm closer i would say like four percent I would, I would go as far as to say like four or 5% because it's like when I, when I think about like my God belief, like whenever I use that scale for my God belief or whatever, yes. I'm like at like one or 2%. So I'm like, I think there's a little bit more evidence for dogmas. So I'm kind of going off of that. Um, so what, I guess, what makes you so sure that dogman is real? Um, what did you hear that was the most convincing to you? Okay. So for me, I, I think just like the way that people are describing it, um, not as like a dog person, I think that it's most likely going to be something like a bear that is malnourished because I was looking up pictures of black bears that were malnourished and their faces look a lot like dog faces. Mm. Plus, if they stand up, their body is built similar to like a beast type human's body. So I'm really thinking that yeah, there's an explanation for something they're seeing that's not normal, but it's not really like a dog man. Gotcha. Okay. So do you think that it could be something like a, like an actual animal, or do you think that it would be something more on the paranormal side, like ghostly, I guess? Uh, I think it's like an actual animal because with that research that I was doing on uh, like black bears in Michigan, they say that they're typically not aggressive towards humans unless like something happens. And in a lot of the reports about the dog man, they're not aggressive towards humans per se. Like they haven't like really attacked anyone. So I'm really thinking it could be some sort of like animal in like distress or, you know, that's something's happened to this animal. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I definitely think that you're on the right track as far as like asking questions. Um, about the different possibilities that it, of what it could be. Um, I guess before I get too far into it, I have a quick description of like what, what the typical dog man description is. Um, yeah. And the typical description is about, uh, it's a creature that is described as about seven to eight feet tall, um, typically described having blue eyes or amber eyes. It's bipedal, so walked on two legs. And it had a canine-like animal torso and face, but it also was human in structure. It has like a, uh, a lot of people would describe it as, as uh, I guess, any werewolf that you've probably seen on television, I guess, is, yeah. is really what, what I guess the description would be, except just imagine with some blue eyes. Um, yeah, and, and it apparently lets out a fearsome howl sound that sounds like a human scream i guess is what a lot of people say that when it howls it doesn't sound like an animal it sounds like like kind of a human in uh like being mutilated or or killed or something like very 
violent and, and terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think that the, you know, cause, cause black bears are, are native to Michigan. So we're in Southeast Michigan. So, yeah. um, you know, I've, I've personally never seen any bears myself here in Michigan, yeah, no, but I know people who have, um, not, I'm going to knock on wood and, and I don't want to encounter any bears, um, when I move in the next couple of weeks. So, yeah, I think it's very possible. I could just be a malnourished bear. That does sound like a very good explanation. Um, or, or even maybe uh, some sort of like coyote. I would, I would feel like. I feel like a, like a coyote is is a possibility. Maybe it was like a good size yeah. coyote or um, something like that. But so what I wanted to, to kind of bring up too. So I have this one case um, that I have written down. I just want to kind of read through this this kind of quick description of it. Um, this is one of the first reported cases of the dog man, and it goes all the way back to the 1800s. It goes back to 1887 in Wexford County, Michigan, which is like Northern Michigan. And uh, the story goes that two lumberjacks were working in the woods and described seeing a creature that appeared to have the body of a man, but the head of a dog or a wolf. And uh, this wolf animal um, went under a log and uh, they followed it and uh, agitated it in this log and it apparently came out and uh, was, was not a dog. It stood up on two legs and was a giant fucking wolf man. And they, uh, you know, they were scared and they said that they ran back to town and they, they immediately told the people what they saw and what they encountered. And uh, yeah, that was kind of like the, the original, the furthest back that I could find as far as a dog man. But yeah. what's really interesting is that actually, I mean, as far as like a, I guess you could say a formal dog man story, but actually the dog man actually goes back like way back it goes way back to um ottawa ojibwa and potawatomi tribes from northern michigan of uh, there's actually stories of shape-shifting dogmen spirits that bring bad omens and they're sometimes referred to as gods of death quote unquote so um that's kind of cool that it actually goes back a really far time um so what do you think do you think that these lumberjacks could have, could have seen um some sort of dog man and and decided amongst themselves to i don't do you think that they saw anything or do you think that they're lying about it i guess i'm saying i think it could be a possibility but also it's <laughs> because the reports like i know with the song that yes. was originally like he made up steve cook made it up that's literally the exact story that he told in the song yes um so i feel like it could be a possibility but in that podcast that i was listening to they said that they even tried to find like the original source of that first story like where did it come from and they couldn't like it was just websites leading them back to other websites leading them back to other websites so it's like really hard to find where that first story came from so it could be that story may have just been something that after the song is made up that someone was like oh yeah there was a story back in 1887 about the dog man and that was where it first showed up right like the timing was a little yeah yeah I I do agree I do agree with that um yeah it's it's interesting that you bring up the dog man song so for those who are listening um yeah there's this song it's called the legend or um the legend of Dogman, and I'll tell you guys, I'll tell you what, okay, first of all, you can look it up on YouTube, and before I even get into the song, 
this song scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Okay. I was like eight, nine years old. And uh, me and my family are like family reunion, be sitting around the campfire. And back, you know, when I was eight, nine years old, before the internet was really a thing and you could just download whatever song you wanted, how this song would, okay. So my uncle would pull out a cassette player, like a cassette tape player radio. And um, he, he claims that he recorded the Dogman song as it was airing. Um, he, he recorded it on this recording tape. Um, so he like recorded over a different song or an album or something. He recorded this song, uh, I guess you could say illegally. And so that's how I heard it was actually from a cassette tape around the campfire at two o'clock in the morning as an eight year old. And my family would go and hide in the forest and they would, you know, jump out the end and, uh, you know, scare the crap out of us. And uh, yeah, so that's just a background story on me and that song is I, I honestly, I really don't believe it, but it's, I just listened to it this morning and it's, it still gives me goosebumps. Yeah, I listened to it as I was getting ready for work, you know, just to set the mood. Oh, get ready to go work. <laughs> yeah, the song was, um, it definitely would be something that would scare like an eight or nine year old when you're camping and then listening to it at like two o'clock in the morning on a cassette. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a little creepy. Yeah, it was terrifying. It, it was traumatizing. And like, that's the thing is I wasn't even the only kid. It was like my uncle would be the asshole to bring this out in front of like the entire family of children and we all would just cry ourselves to sleep and they would like scare the crap out of us like they went and bought like a wolf mask and were jumping out of the woods at us and stuff like they weren't messing around and it, it was although I looked forward to it because I liked the song so like I wanted to listen yeah. to it when I went up north but it still scared me so I tried to listen to it in the daytime um, like I like the song just not the not the little uh, show that you guys put on with it. Right, right, exactly. It's like, it definitely doesn't help. It's the song, even today, like I said, it gives me chills. It's just because it's got a weird vibe and it's slow. And um, So yeah, yeah, I encourage you guys, go check out that song. It's on YouTube now, but um, it, it was only within the past couple of years, I think, put on YouTube. So check it out. Yeah. It's, it's really spooky. Um, but yeah, on that song, as Bridget was saying, um, WTCM radio host Steve Cook um, created and released this song uh, back in 1987 and uh yeah it's it really is what popularized dog man it's because of this song that people were you know interested in what this ooh, you know is it is it like a bigfoot type of creature is it just a fake story um so yeah he he explained some of the stories and actual real cases but he did admit to exaggerating a lot of it and um not to mention he actually uh, claimed the song was released on April as an April Fool's joke, and it wasn't long after the song was released that people started to call Steve Cook and tell the stories of their encounters with the Dog Man. So, literally, this guy makes this song, and then he starts getting calls about Dog Man. So, like, let's say I made a song about um, an elephant man in the forest, and I made a song about it. Do you think that I could make some bank off of that? Mm, I mean, I'm sure you could because then if it gets if it was like a little honey badger, because like honey badger don't give a shit. So maybe if I, yes. <laughs> that, was, that was an old joke, but I used to have a poster. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, this this guy he he admits that he made the song as a joke, and 
people are still going along with it. He still was getting phone calls. Um, and the dog man craze was officially starting to take off. And uh, yeah, Cook then actually later remade the song. He actually remade it several times and uh, yeah. released it a couple times throughout the years. And I think the most recent re-release was in 2007. I could be wrong about that. But um, yeah, so you can you can listen to, to the new version um, on YouTube now. I, I remember I listened to like the really old version. It sounded like real old and it was real creepy. Um, especially creepy compared to the new one. Um, yeah. So what do you, what are your thoughts? Um, I guess on Steve Cook, I mean, he, he, he literally admitted to this song being a joke and then he suddenly becomes famous kind of on accident. Now he's still to this day, um, you, you know, playing around with it. He still entertains the idea. Um, it's actually really smart because it stayed like in people's minds for so long and I know that one of the like highest or it was like the most um convincing evidence of the dog man was a video that was like set in like the 70s is how it was filmed but it wasn't found until like uh it was like 2007 or something like that or no it was like I think even later than that I don't remember the exact time but it was like earlier on early 2000s somewhere in the 2000s he helped direct that video and it was for the longest time known as like the most convincing evidence of the dog man and no one thought to question it until you know technology got a little bit farther along and people were able to really fine-tune things and look at this video and go okay that's just someone dressed up as a dog man but people yes, believed yes. it for so long Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. And I was I was actually going to touch exactly on that too. So I'm glad you bring it up before me. Um, yeah, what Bridget is talking about is what's called the Gable film. And uh, yes. that was yes, and it's it's from 2007 is when it actually was initially released. And uh, so it was for a short time, it was renowned as being the best footage of the dog man today. And it appeared to be a home movie shot on an eight millimeter video camera of some snowmobiles and the cameraman's dog and it takes a turn when a hairy man is caught on the tape and uh you know that's pretty much the end of the video this giant hairy man is caught on tape crawling around on the ground and it you know that's kind of where the tape ends it ends there it's like a three minute film um i think you can find the whole thing on youtube yeah um, it is yeah it's it's funny actually because there's actually two parts to it did you know that there's actually two parts to it I did not. I only knew about the one part where it ends with like the jaws, like going over the camera. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there actually is a part two to the video and uh, it actually shows some police officers interviewing some people. This is also on YouTube as well. Um, and it actually shows the police standing over a disemboweled person, like a, someone whose entire bottom half of their body is missing and their organs are laying everywhere. It's super brutal. Um, I looked more into it, and what's really interesting is that the actual filmmaker, his name, or he claims to be the guy Mike Agrusa, and he appeared on the history show Monster Quest, actually, and he actually described that he purposely used an old camera to make it look as old as it did, and even took the crew to see the truck and the snowmobiles that were used in the film. And uh, this is when Mike Agrusa says he purchased a ghillie suit, which is like one of those suits that um, the military uses when they're sniping people. You know, they're like 
the grass suits that people wear and they just lay as a bush. Um, he bought one of those suits um, to blend into his environment and he got on all fours and he started running towards the camera. And he says, quote, I was trying to be aware of unquote. And uh, he, he actually put on this ghillie suit and did it for Monster Quest. And so he, he literally admitted and showed how he faked this thing. So I don't, and it's still considered the best footage of Dogman. So what are your thoughts on Mike? <laughs> I mean, do you think he's just throwing a ruse? He's trying, I mean, is he, is he telling the truth about it? Or do you think he's trying to cover up for the Dogman or something? It's very smart to uh, create this whole film, a whole two-part film. Yeah. And you get, you make sure you have an old camera that would be like from the 70s that people would think, okay, you know, this is really old film. So it's gotta be true. You have a whole suit, you create this whole thing and people believe it for so long. So I, it, it's smart that he, he came up with this whole, it made him, he got famous for it. You yeah. know, it gave him some credibility for that film. Like, hey, he could get other jobs doing other sorts of films. I don't know much about him other than the Dogman film, but hey, it, he could use that on like a resume or something to be like, you know, you, like, you know, a super famous Dogman film that's completely fake and, and really isn't super high quality. So uh, like, hey, you need I, someone to create an old looking film? I can create an old looking film that looks convincing for you. Right. <laughs> like, you need an elephant man? I got your elephant man. <laughs> you need a honey badger man? I got your honey badger man. <laughs> you don't give a shit. But <laughs> I wanted to go back to this old, this, um, this quote that I actually forgot to read um, from, uh, uh, what the hell was his name? Uh, Robert Cook, that guy who, who made the song. Um, I wanted to, okay, so one quick quote that he made actually um, when he was being interviewed by a local news station about this, uh, this song and, and it being a hoax and all that. Um, he says, I made it up from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio and stumbled my way to a legend that goes back all the way to Native American times. And that's when he's referencing the Ottawa, the Ojibwa, and the Potawatomi tribes um, in Northern Michigan, you know, like we talked yeah. about earlier. Um, yeah, he, he once again stated that. So, so far, just to recap on everything, we have um, the best film of Dogman to date and the most reliable film of Dogman is basically proven to, to be false and a hoax. Yeah. Have the Dogman song that is admittedly over-exaggerated and completely made up off of the top of his head and from his memories of Native American tribes and their stories. And uh, that's that's, and, they, and these log, loggermen from the 1800s, you know, almost 200 years ago yeah. um, that are claiming to have seen a, a, a dog man. Um, what, what do you think so far? <laughs> do you, um, it's, I mean, it's not convincing evidence. Like, right. you know, when people like to jump on bandwagons and be like, oh, I see that this is really gaining traction this is really relevant i saw that too oh yeah you know true this i 
my cousin's uncle's grandma's brother's sister had an encounter with the dog man sort of situation like, exactly yes. but it is interesting that he related it with some native american tribes because i do know a lot of their beliefs they do have like wolf-like creatures but even the french do and yes. like you did the one podcast on um the beast of Javadon. right that is like another dog man type yeah. of creature yes the french even have uh it's uh Lugaru is yes, a French creature. and it's a it's, it's french and haitian and it's a like a witch that can transform into a werewolf but oh. french and native american a lot of their creatures or i, sh I shouldn't say a lot um most like really evil creatures that you hear about stems from people who resort to cannibalism and then they turn into this other sort of creature yeah, that's a good point so it is a really good scare tactic to yes. use. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat people like or you'll children. be a wolf man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Damn. <laughs> I think it could be something like it was like a legend that someone heard about uh, to like, you know, scare people. Yeah. And then they start seeing these unexplained creatures in the woods, which honestly, if it was back in like the 1800s, you know, they're not really, they don't know as much about certain creatures as we would nowadays because they don't have the same technology. Right. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly. True, true. So they could be seeing this stuff and they're like, oh, that's not a bear. I've seen bears before, or that's not a regular wolf. I've true, seen wolf yeah. It, it, it definitely could have been uh, maybe even some sort of animal that has since went extinct so we yeah. still don't know about it um but it's just a you know some sort of different dog or bear species or something or maybe it was just a regular uh maybe it was like a bear but it was like discolored or had mange or something um yeah uh you know I, all these possibilities and so that's where i'm kind of coming from is that a lot of these people they're they're in the forest they're scared because the forest is freaking scary as it is in the day, yeah. let alone in the nighttime. Um, and even as a, a big scary lumberjack with some axe, I mean, I would still be spooked to be in the forest um, just with my buddy. And uh, if, if I saw this creature that I wasn't hundred percent sure about, I would be, I can almost tell you for sure that I would exaggerate its, its appearance so that people would, oh, yeah. it's just what humans do. Um, Plus, if your adrenaline's going, exactly. you know, you're not going to remember every single thing and you're going to think it's way worse than what it really was. Yes, exactly. And and my thing, too, is that not only, so we've really talked about the anecdotal evidence. So the, the evidence that people are talking about, the stories about them, the the legends, the thing is about Dogman, uh, the difference between like Dogman and Bigfoot is Bigfoot actually does have, there's physical evidence for Bigfoot. We have footprints and we have castings of footprints. We have hair that is unidentified. We have, um, you know, weird looking humans that are being discovered, like the, like the dragon man that was recently discovered. Um, you know, we're still figuring out his genetics and everything. So yeah, um, I, I feel like it's, I mean, I feel like it's it's just a a, a story, <laughs> if I'm being honest, because yeah. I feel like the, the evidence for for Bigfoot, like there's there's 
physical evidence for Bigfoot and there's no physical evidence for the dog man. We don't have footprints. Yeah. We don't have hair for dog man. Yeah, because I mean, when they say that there's footprints, they say that there's dog footprints. So, I mean, that could, wolves, dogs, right. very clearly explainable footprints exactly. that you're like, okay, that was a dog. Okay, that was a, you know, whatever animal. It, You can't just be like, Mm, I see that footprint. That's a dog man footprint. It's got exactly. toes and it, it, you know, it's got paw pads. Like there's right. no, and then there's no that way to really say it. Exactly. And that would, that would lead me into where are the bones? Where are the dead yeah. ones? Where are the babies? They're, you're telling me not once has one ever walked out into traffic and gotten hit by a car? Not once right. one has fallen off of a cliff? Not once one has accidentally gotten shot or killed by another wolf man? Or, or dog man or whatever, you know, one, there's all these possibilities. And the fact that they are non-malicious um, because they tech, they really haven't killed anyone. There's like in the song, um, it mentions one guy dying of fright or whatever. He like died of a heart attack or something in yeah. the song. But I mean, he, said, you know, once he, he claimed that he exaggerated the story, the song. So I'm going to say that's an exaggeration because I couldn't find anything on that guy that died. I tried looking it up, couldn't find anything. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's fake um yeah so the fact is is that wolves themselves and like coyotes are usually fairly aggressive and especially if they have like danger something they're gonna yeah. be so if these people are encountering dog man how are they still alive and don't have any injuries or anything to take back with them yeah plus in, okay, so uh, I don't know if you read the stories on there's this website called Ranker and they have like 12 dog man stories okay a good majority of them are like oh i saw it from far away in a field yeah or, oh i was driving and it ran out in front of me on a road your reflexes are really that good or this thing is really that fast if you're driving like 40 miles an hour that you're gonna like people have demolished or like i shouldn't say people have demolished deers deers have demolished people's cars oh yeah and you're telling me no one has hit this thing right mm-hmm. like yeah. you said and no bones no no baby no babies mm. yeah and that's the thing is, um minimum viable population like that's the thing is that there has to be minimum number of a certain species for it to be able to reproduce and continue to reproduce as a species um and that i mean the amount of dogmen that it would I mean, there's obviously not that many dogmen that we'd be seeing, yeah. is what I'm saying. Um, in order for them to be a livable number of them, there has to be like hundreds of them at the very oh, yeah. So, I mean, like, just where, where would they be hiding? I mean, why haven't we been able to, I mean, I guess that kind of goes for a lot of species that we haven't discovered yet, but I, I feel like for the most part, we've discovered a pretty large chunk of the megafauna, such as like bears and wolves and stuff besides a couple like subspecies and stuff yeah Um, like it's just (laughs) the okay so for some other cryptids that people have stories about i really feel like their stories are a bit more convincing than the ones you hear about the dog man because it's just you hear the stories and you're like are you sure you didn't just see like a dog (laughs) or like a wolf you're saying it you describe this creature, but then you say that it just stood there and it stared at you, or it let you take a picture. Ran away from you. Did like, you get its good side? 
Right. It, it posed <laughs> for you. You went up to it. You told it to sit. You shook its hand. You were like, man, yeah. I need your autograph. So right. like, it's, it's, it's not I mean, a tame creature then it, like it's a wild animal it's not gonna yeah. be like a domesticated dog like Unless it is. <laughs> you know maybe someone has trained their dog to you know walk on two paws i've seen it done with like the little pomeranians and stuff there you go that's kind of freaking creepy oh thanks but i'll pass um <laughs> it's kind of the same deal with like ufo sightings like people see literal like stuff that is definitely a flare you know, like you look at it and it's a plane flare and people say UFO, UFO, and they got their potato phones yeah. out and they're trying to, you know, oh, look at the flare and they're zooming in and, you know, they're being all crazy and they're like, oh, there it is, yeah. UFO, and it's just a plane flare. They're freaking out, you know, and they're, they're just excited. And when you want to find something, you're going you to find do. it. If you go out into the woods and you want to, and you are trying to find evidence of bigfoot everything you find is going to look like bigfoot evidence so you're going to find rocks on the ground and go oh this is a mound built by a bigfoot as a as a, as a landmarker as to where his home is oh there's this this big um area of trees and branches that are encased into a uh, it looks like a roof structure so it looks like a bigfoot lives here not a homeless guy a bigfoot um I mean, yeah, bigfoot lives here. i put a jar of peanut butter out in the woods overnight and when I came back, oh, the jar of peanut butter was empty. That was someone's art. Believe that. For me. I honestly couldn't believe that one. Um, they put a jar of peanut butter out in the middle of the woods and came back the next day and it was empty. I was like, did you think about raccoons? Because um, there's no like other literally anything the free else. food. Oh, they can't get they can't get that deep down in the jar. And I'm like, but they have opposable thumbs. They definitely can. You know, they, they can get all the Bigfoot. A Bigfoot would be less likely to get to the bottom of the jar, I feel like. <laughs> Raccoons have tiny little hands. Yeah. So, what? Okay. That... Yeah. I'm not joking. This is seriously someone's argument for Bigfoot. And that's kind of where I had to depart from that guy. Because, um, I've, um, you know, I'm open for evidence of Bigfoot. But leaving a jar of peanut butter in the woods overnight and animals eating it is uh, what would what the fuck would make you say it was Bigfoot? If raccoons can get into dumpsters, they could get into a jar of peanut butter. Yes. Um, that's all I'm saying. So, I mean, if anyone is listening and has evidence of Bigfoot, I love you. And please come on the show and present your evidence of Bigfoot because I honestly do want to hear it because I want to know if Bigfoot's real. If Bigfoot is out there, I want to freaking know, dude, if Dogman is real. If you have evidence for Dogman, come on my show and I will get Bridget on with me and yeah. we both will go over your evidence of dog man with you and we'll we'll talk it out we'll we'll, we'll butt heads whatever we have to do you know to figure out what the truth is because i want to know as many true things and as few false things as possible so that was my rant yeah i mean hey if i'm wrong and dog man does exist i am willing to admit it but so far with what I've been presented with, I really just think it's some sort of animal that's like either like gone through something like malnourished or hey, even with in recent times, you know, animals have been drinking water that has run off from fertilizer and other sorts of pesticides and stuff like that, that can cause them to get like sick and have all sorts of other stuff happen to them. So, so far I'm like, it's clearly an animal going through something and you guys have turned this into a superstition uh you've made your own cryptid out of something that's not right <laughs> pretty right. much it's not healthy 
I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's that's a pretty good place to, uh, to, to probably end the episode for the day, to be honest. I mean, I, I feel like we covered a lot. Um, I, I, I learned a couple things about Dogman that I, even after the years of me looking into Dogman, I didn't know a couple of the things that you, you taught me about. And, um, you know, hopefully I taught you a couple of things. But before we officially, uh, you know, I let you plug whatever you want to plug. On a scale from zero to 100%, Bridget, are you still at 70% sure that Dogman is real? Okay, now I'm more so like you, what you said you were at like two before or something like that. Oh, I'm really man. like, I don't think it's a dog man. It's to me, I'm more so like, okay, it's an animal. You can say it's a dog man, but it's clearly like an animal that is explainable there's no like you said no bones there's been no pictures of it and with the technology that we have nowadays I really feel like there'd be at least some sort of evidence of this dog man creature at least some bones like where are the bones if it's died I really don't think it could live for hundreds of years but where's the bones <laughs> agreed word and bones I need them bones get Alice and James up in here we need them bones um I feel so alone. I'm sorry, um, but <laughs> I don't want to get copyright straight for that. But <laughs> like, my anyway, bad. No, that's good. I brought it on myself. I, I wanted to sing that. So yeah, that's pretty much the show for today. Um, Bridget, uh, is there anything you would like to plug before you would like to go? Your social media, if you've got a YouTube channel, anything like that you'd like to plug? Um, no. Or just anything you like. I don't know. What's your favorite color? Uh, I think red. I'm, I'm, it's a mixture between red, purple, blue, green. <laughs> oh, <brown. laughs> Pretty much every color. <laughs> uh, in some shades. In some Fair. shades. All right. I'm more of a blue guy myself. I like blue. Dabba dee, dabba die. Um, that's the last music reference I'm going to make tonight. Um, but with, <laughs> with that, I'm going to end it here. Um, Thank you, Bridget, so much for coming on. I, I do want to have you on again soon. And if I can find someone who has some evidence for Dogman or maybe even Bigfoot, um, maybe I can invite you on and we can uh, have a discussion with this person. Yes, some, uh, please. And, and we can talk out the, the evidence a little bit. Yes, I would love that, especially if it's any sort of convincing evidence for Dogman and even Bigfoot. That would be really interesting because I've been really into cryptids lately. Heck yeah. All right. I'm down. You know what? You're in. Okay. So, so when I'm, when I'm covering cryptids, I'm, I'm going to look to you where we're going to, we're going to try to work some things out as far as cryptids go. But with that guys, yes. thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. If you're not following me on Instagram, that's where I post most of my stuff. Um, it's on... Bye. Hi. Hello. But... I mean, Maya. Hi Maya. I'm Calvin. <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> All right, guys, that's going to be the show for today. Remember to follow me on social media everywhere. And uh, thank you, Bridget. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> thank you for having me.